Well, hello and welcome to episode six of the Flashbang podcast. I'm John Ariza, your host, and uh, we're going to have a, a great show here today. Uh, we're going to have Dan Free, uh, who is uh, the national sales director of Flashbang. He'll be talking about uh, closing the deal, uh, the art of closing the deal, and how to do it uh, effectively uh, for the sales uh, reps. And uh, and then Chris Wilkin. Uh, We'll be talking about uh, recruiting, and uh, Chris, uh, I've had the pleasure of working with Chris uh, for a number of years uh, uh, in another uh, uh, company uh, in uh, in merchant servicing, and uh, I'd like to welcome Chris. Welcome to the Flashback Podcast. Welcome, Chris. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, Chris, we're going to talk, uh, you know, before we get uh, involved here and talk uh, about recruiting and and some of the benefits uh, that you're uh, going to be talking about on uh, being successful uh, as a uh, as an agent of ours. Uh, you know, talk to us briefly about uh, your background, Chris. Uh, a little bit about you. Yeah, I've been working in the industry since 2009, and uh, I've worked at a couple of companies. And uh, you know, it's it's been a learning experience every step of the way. I'm still learning about the industry. It's um it's ever evolving, and that's what I like about it. You have to keep your mind sharp. This is not, you know, like moving boxes in a warehouse. This is, you know, you're talking to people. And so as a result, you know, you always have to, uh, you know, come to every conversation organically, uh, treat everybody the same as you want to be treated yourself. And and it, to that end, uh, that's that's how I approach recruiting. I, I come at it with a little sense of humor just to loosen people up. I don't, this is not some sort of formal interview that I'm engaging in here as, as a recruiter. I'm just trying to find out more about that person and see if that person is interested in what we're providing them uh, as a sales agent with our company. And you've been doing this for a long time here, Chris. I mean, you're no spring chicken. You've been doing this. <laughs> you've been doing this for ten plus years. Yeah, How many years. Thirteen years now. Thirteen like, years, yeah. absolutely. I, I just take it one day at a time. You know, it's it's been a wonderful ride. It, it's had its ups and downs, uh, but you know, uh, I I've developed an ear for this job, and I can tell within thirty seconds it's going to be good as this, and who's not going to be good at it, and. Uh, those who are, and if they don't move forward with us, I, I'm, I take that. I'm a little depressed about that, but I just get over it. But uh, you know, they, they're only, they're only denying themselves because it's, it's a very lucrative industry. I mean, there's lots of commission-based jobs out there, but I don't know of a lot of them that offer monthly residual income like, uh, like Flashbank has. And so, uh, the company that I worked in the past, they wouldn't even give out lifetime unless it was specifically requested or they had to follow some kind of crazy stipulations. And so that's another thing I like about Flashbank that um, we provide lifetime residuals for anybody who signs up. Did you sign up one account? If that's all we get, uh, well, that's fine. But um, if you build up a book of business with us and you'll realize those benefits for months after months, year after year. You know, Chris, that's a good point. Uh, the lifetime residuals. Uh, for those that are listening right now, especially those that are not uh, as experienced as some of our listeners might be tuning in right now, are experienced uh, sales reps in merchant servicing. But you know, those that are brand new into the industry, you know, they're hearing lifetime residuals. What does that mean? It's a, it's a monthly income. As long as that merchant account's with us, they should get they'll get a, a stream of income off it. But if the merchant cancels or or switches processes or just goes out of business, those, those residuals will stop. So uh, it's just a stream of income that you gain off of every account. It also means that you don't have to worry about quotas. Uh, the companies I've worked at in the past, they they were all about quotas. Every sales agent had to have a quota. Here there are no quotas. That's a big plus. 
So it's reoccurring income. And, reoccurring uh, income. Yes. Monthly income. And that's and that's a big attraction for for folks. You know when when they uh, come on board with us here at Flashbank, they want to know you know how they're going to get paid and everything else. But you know there's certain qualities uh, for sure that you look for in a prospective candidate uh, when you're doing your recruiting here for you know our new your new company joining us here recently with uh, with Flashbank. So you know what are some of those qualities that that you look for? If they're engaged with what I'm talking about then it's going to be a good conversation. Now, of course, we want to you know, do our part that um, we want them to be uh, as knowledgeable as possible. If they want to read an email or, or listen to a, a call or something, that's fine. Or watch one of our videos on YouTube, all the better. But I just don't want to bring on people who um, don't have a really good idea of what we're doing because it, it, it just, it just, it's just a fail. You know, you mentioned that you know you tell a little funny joke and, and do all that, but you know, what what tips uh, would you offer prospective agents when uh, when being interviewed uh, by you for this uh, this opportunity? Do some research, uh, research the industry. There's a lot of resources out there for you to look into. Uh, there's all sorts of publications. There's um, websites you can look at. It's just it's not just a first data versus some other company. There's all sorts of ways to learn about this industry. Yet it's also very simple. Every merchant got the credit card terminal. Doesn't matter what the equipment is, they get a monthly merchant statement. We just want to look at that merchant statement, show them where they might be uh, losing money, and we'll take we'll show them a proposal. If they like that, you're going to get the account signed up. It's a simple industry. It's not like the insurance industry. It's not like real estate. It's a simple sale. And if you focus, if you talk to your sales director, talk to them as much as possible, there's no reason why you can't be successful with us. Now, you mentioned merchant statement, somebody that's new into the industry, Chris, just heard you say merchant statement, and they're probably thinking, what, what did Chris mean by merchant statement? Explain, you know, what it's a merchant a, statement is. It's a monthly document every merchant gets every month. Uh, it just shows a breakdown of what they're currently processing on Visa, MassFire. Uh, they also showed a lot Where of. Where they get it from? I mean, they get it from. They get it from the merchant company they're currently processing with. Excuse me. Um, and there are other companies out there. There's a lot of them, and uh, we just want to take a look at that statement. We're going to show them where they're losing money and why it's beneficial for them to switch to us. So when you're explaining this to them and, and you're breaking it down into very easy, simple terms, so you get some people that uh, you know they're totally lost by it. Now. What do you do at that point when they're just not getting it? Uh, it, it they, they sound like they have interest, but they're totally lost. What step do you take from there? I would want to introduce them to our conference call. We have a, a daily call. Um, I don't want to say, well, this thing happens every day, but I'm just trying to invite them to that conference call so they can get a better feel for it. So they're not just hearing just my voice. They're also hearing our top people talk about the industry. You know, Chris, that's a great point. You, you brought up the... Uh, the flashbank uh, conference call, and uh, you know, in the in the flashbank conference call, it starts at 12 noon Pacific, uh, Monday through Friday, and uh, it's it's an enlightening tool that we've been using for quite some time now, and uh, it it'll cover you know the day to day, you know what's to be expected as a uh, as a new uh, agent uh, of ours uh, with flashbank, you know, uh, going out talking to the businesses and. Hot tips from the sales director. You may hear uh, Dan Freed on there. You may hear Tyler Cole. You may hear Ron Smith and Daniel Argueta on the uh, on the conference calls. And you know those are hot tips for somebody that's brand new into the industry. 
to, you know, in a small, you know, 10, 15 minute capsule on the conference call, get, you know, a great idea. And, and it'll motivate them to say, you know, this is something that I can do. You know, it's, a, it's an effective resource and it's worked very well for us uh, here at Flashbang. So, you know, after they've made it through the recruitment process, Chris, and you sign these, uh, these uh, new agents up, what do the first few days look like? They need to, uh, to communicate with their sales director. We give them a, a phone number for them to call the sales director. The sales director is supposed to reach out to them, and they do reach out to them within 24 hours. But still, that doesn't mean they can't call them up ahead of time. We, we appreciate that level of initiative. Uh, we also give them access to our website uh, so they can, it's like a virtual office for them, for them to log into and, uh, and learn more about us. Uh, we just don't send out a box of business cards and our best wishes here. That, that doesn't play. So we want to get them up to speed uh, so that they can be knowledgeable. They don't have to be an expert at this, just being knowledgeable when they're out there talking to the merchant. Constant contact, that, that, that is the key to success exactly. for, for a Flashbank account executive. And what kind, what kind of support do you, um, when you're talking with these uh, new agents, what kind of support do you, uh, do you provide for them? Over the phone support, uh, the sales director will even get out their, their cell phone to the agent if that's necessary to maintain that two-way level of communication. But it's really over the phone primarily. Uh, there's uh, Zoom calls that they can attend, but that's not mandatory, but that's very for, to their benefit. Um, there's all sorts of them. Um, and then, of course, I mentioned the, the, the agent portal. I highly recommend that. Uh, but it's really just getting their knowledge level up so they can go out there and Talk to merchants. I mean, uh, nobody expects anyone who gets off a conference call to go on, you know, to start setting up accounts, but, you know, it's, it just keys them into the right direction. The Flashbank uh, portal is uh, Flashbank University, and that's where uh, a lot of the sales training is going to originate from with training videos. And it's very robust in the back office. It sure is. I, I, I've got access to myself, and I, I've been poking around there since I started with Flashbank. It's a, it's a very nice setup. Well, Chris, let's let's wrap things up just a little bit here, and I'm going to turn the tables on you uh, just a bit. You joined the Flashbank recently, so you know those that are listening, they're probably wondering, okay, Chris worked uh, with Johnny at another uh, company, and now he's here at Flashbank. Uh, why why Flashbank? I, I have friends who are here, but I, I also like the business model. I mean, uh, the merchant companies in my area, they, they just do low risk. Low risk is like the dry cleaner, the auto mechanic, and things of that nature. Uh, Flashbank does high risk. Many agents that have signed up with my other companies, they had accounts declined because it was a high risk account. That won't happen, or at least it shouldn't. Uh, and then recently we just incorporated CBD. That's a, that's a popular across the country. It's not, maybe it's not legal in every state. If it is, we can process for that. That's huge. Uh, and my other company, they were just they were just putting one toe in. That's about it. They did not like CBD as a, as a rule. And so there's much more, more possibilities here for an agent to succeed, where that the other place I worked at, uh, they were all about quotas and grinding on the sales rep. And here we're more supportive. So I like that business model much more than I like the other one. You know, for, for sales, uh, uh, a new sales agent with a company, we provide them with so many tools. Uh, of course, they can, you know, typical retail business we process for that you just uh, talked about. But, you know, the high risk, you know, that's uh, with the CBD. The new introduction on our strategic side here with Solero on that is proving to be very, uh, very good. And it just gives, you know, uh, just gives the new sales agents so much, uh, you know, tools in their 
toolbox. So this exactly. is you know, high risk. That's that's huge. And because other processing companies don't do that, we do cash advance, of course. And uh, you know, and then you know, with uh, with RazorSync, you know, our, on our uh, on our software that we have available for for businesses. So you know. We're so happy to have you here, Chris. It just you just provide so much uh, knowledge into recruiting and uh, and getting new agents uh, to uh, to come on board here with us and go through the whole training program. And Chris, just very fortunate, just very lucky to to have somebody of your stature here in the company. We are. I mean, we're very very happy uh, to have uh, somebody of your expertise uh, now part of Flashbang. Very, well, cool. very proud to have you. I want to grow the company. That's what we do. Well, Chris, uh, uh, thanks for being part of the, this week's uh, Flashbang podcast. We hope to have you again on future podcasts. And coming up, we'll be talking with Dan Freed, uh, National Sales Director of Flashbang. Uh, he'll be talking about uh, closing the deal. So we'll be right back. Are you looking for your next great career opportunity? Look no further than Flashbank. The Flashbank Sales Agent Opportunity is perfect for anyone who's independent, self-motivated, and ready to learn. Visit chargeintothefuture.com to learn more. Well, hello and welcome back uh, to uh, this segment of uh, the Flashbank podcast. Uh, we spoke earlier with Chris Wilkin, uh, a senior recruiter with Flashbank, and gave us a lot of uh, wonderful knowledge about recruiting. And now we're going to dive in here and welcome Dan Free, National Sales Director with Flashbank. And we'll be talking with Dan on how to close sales effectively. And Dan's got many years of uh, sales background. And if you're tuning in for the first time, uh, uh, Dan is uh, is our National Sales Director, and we're very proud to have him in the company. And Dan, welcome back to episode six of the Flashbang Podcast. Hey, thanks, Johnny. Great, great to be here. Glad to be here, and uh, you know, fired up to to, to to get it done again. It's, yeah. it's, it's great stuff, and we're getting lots of good responses. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's it's hard to imagine this is our sixth episode. It's just been flying by so quick. We've been having such a good time. Right, right. Well, you know, uh, Dan. You know, many people say that um, the golden rule in sales is um, ABC. Uh, you know, if you're if you're uh, experienced in sales, you know about ABC. Always be closing, and, uh, and if you're new to the industry, you're you're going to learn a lot about that as well. But you know, break it down for us, Dan, as to why it's important as a flashbank agent uh, to to follow that uh, that golden rule. Well, that's that's a great question, Johnny. Um, you know, for starters, you know, a, a, the whole ABC um, you know acronym. You know, I think it gets a bad rap um, just because look, everyone wants to always think about closing a deal, uh, always trying to go after it. We also have to understand that it's just not about the close, right? So what I've been doing for years, and this is something that I just, I've told my sales partners is if it's not closing, it's canvassing. So ABC can be always be closing. It can be always be canvassing, but you're always doing something to build your pipeline up uh, to make sure that you're going to have traction and, uh, you know, keeping the prospects flowing. So I, I, I really hammer this because what you see happen often is that you'll, you'll have a sales rep, they'll get some good traction, uh, they'll build up a pipeline, and then just work on the existing pipeline without adding new potentials into that you know, sales funnel, if you will. 
So what ends up happening is, yes, they'll, they'll get some deals closed, but if they're not continuously canvassing and out there you know, prospecting, getting a, uh, a client base, if you will, um, you know, what ends up happening is you know, that the, the pipeline runs dry and kind of have to start from scratch. So to take that, you know, sorry to you know, extend the, the question out, but I think the important part of ABC, yes, always be closing. You're always going to close a deal. Most importantly, always be canvassing. Always make sure that you are putting potential clients into that funnel. Very, very important. Now, when, when you um, when you train uh, new agents here, Dan, uh, especially the new newbies, uh, do they get it? I mean, how, how much do you have to um, you know, reinforce uh, you know uh, uh, the closing part of that uh, as a uh, as an agent? Is that something that they're going to have to um, uh, learn continuously, or, or, or you know, is, does training ever end? I mean. Uh, How's that work? <laughs> right, that's the, the million dollar question. Um, and, and, and the short answer is no, it doesn't. Training is continuous. I, I've been in this industry for almost 20 years now. Um, and you know, any hat you can wear, um, you know, from, from outside sales to internal recruiting and you name it, I, I've had to do it. And I am constantly learning new things about this business. Um, I think you need to make a, a big push for that too because you don't want to get stale. You don't want to get caught up in your same routine. You know, and the cool thing now is there's so much access to so much information, whether it's through our portal, um, whether it's going online, whether it's getting, you know, self-help. Um, there's so many things you can do to just kind of bolster your, uh, you know, your, your arsenal in this business. And I, you know, as a rule of thumb for me, I try to make sure that at least once a week I'm learning something new that I didn't know the week before. It keeps things fresh. It keeps conversations from getting stale and it keeps you it keeps you on your toes. Um, so yes, you know, training is continuous in this business for sure. So where do you where do you see the let, Let's say that you know uh, we recruit somebody, we pass them off to uh, to you or any of the uh, sales directors that we have in the company. And by the way, many of our sales directors are all industry veterans. They're uh, very well versed in merchant servicing and all that. Where do they lose some of the the, the attention? How do you reel them back in? I think it starts by setting a foundation right from the beginning. Um, you set the, you know, you lay the foundation down by setting expectations. And what I like to do is if someone is very responsive, they're asking the right questions, they're hitting some of those buzzwords. You just, you, in this game, as long as I've been, you get a good, good nose for someone that's attentive, that wants this as opposed to just checking the box, right? Um, so for that, and, you know, very early in, in the relationship, if not on the first call, um, it's going right. I want to find out about, you know, financially where they need to be, right? How fast do they need to start earning an income, right? How fast, uh, you know, do they need to start putting, uh, you know, some, uh, some, some of this uh, action into place and in, in, in making sure that this is not just a, a pipe train, you know, if they're working a full-time job, what would they have to do to replace that? Um, you know, and, and then let's, get an action plan together, you know? So if I know their financial goals and I know what we need to do, you know, it's my job to make sure that, you know, we bring our compensation schedule to life and, and really put dollars and cents behind what they want to do. Now on the adverse, you know, when the, the, the conversation is very one-sided and it's me just asking and there's no engagement and there's no activity, there's no participation on conference calls. It's a lot of, uh, you know, cat and mouse on our side. 
well, there's only so much of that that we're going to do. And no offense, but you know, we want to make sure that we focus our energy and our time, our salesmanship, and just give you know give the love where it's needed uh, and, and where it's respected. So I think that yeah, that communication right off right out of the gate, um, making sure that we can turn this into a reality, and, and we understand that you know these sales partners don't know us from a hole in the wall, and, and us the same. So you have to start building a foundation. Uh, you build trust through action and. You know, one of the things that we like to do is, especially with our partners, when they start actually getting dialed in and closing business, and I tell them all the time, I said, look, you know, if you are worried about, you know, us not being who we say we are, write everything month to month. Give away free equipment for the vast majority of your deals in the beginning, right? And, and if we do not own up to our end of the bargain, your merchants will see it firsthand, and you'll know that this conversation was all for naught. And I think a lot of sales partners are very receptive to that. Because it shows us that we're willing to bet on ourselves in order to go ahead and start the conversation to put this in gear and you know eventually you know become uh, become lifers with Flashbang. You know, we talked with uh, with Chris Wilkin earlier um, about recruiting, and we were talking about residuals. And uh, you know, sometimes when you know when we're doing our recruiting, we make mention of, of residuals to those that are brand new into the industry, and, and they don't know what a residual is. And, and does that come in conversation when you're when you're talking with them and uh, and, and you're going through the training uh, aspect of it here, Dan? And, and, and they want to know you know how they're going to get paid, which is going to come in the form of residuals. And of course, we have a strong bonus and all that. How, how do you simplify that for somebody that's brand new? Because the experienced agents right now are pulling out their hairs, go, I know what residuals are, <laughs> right? right <laughs> you know, but for somebody brand new, how would you break that down very simply? Well, I would say this is that you know you you got to make sure you simplify the process. We we know that you know this is an industry that's based around swipe card here, press button there, transfer funds there, right? Um, if they they understand that this is you know we're talking about fractions of cents in some cases, um, but it's about keeping the line moving. And you know for me, what I tell these agents is that look, residuals, you know, what you can start looking at. On average, profit, you know, between this mark and this mark per account, that's that, that that's something I want you to go ahead and focus on, just in the back of your mind. But while you're building up, I don't want any sales partners thinking that overnight they're just going to start collecting residuals, and that's the way it works. Make sure they understand when we pay residuals out, why we pay them when we do, why they are paid in arrears, right? Uh, and and most importantly, teaching sales partners what actual cost is. So many sales partners that are experienced that have been in the game for a long time. When I start talking about, you know, Visa, MasterCard interchange, uh, that this is public information that merchants, not just agents, can go ahead and go online and see what true cost is. So when you start educating people that way, and you don't have to be a mathematician. Look, yeah, I'm great with a calculator. If I don't have a calculator, I'm counting with my hands, right? So there's an easy way to, to, to simplify the process. And they understand cost and they understand markup um, and where we want to go ahead and put our merchants at. And also, you know, I, I think it's, it speaks to the degree of the, the, the caliber, should I say, of the sales directors here, because there's not one director with this company that can't look at a deal, look at a statement, see how much they're processing, and have some kind of an idea, and not have some kind of idea of what that will yield. So, um, you know, the <laughs> once again, getting you know back around to, to your question, I think it's something that you just got to make sure you know your partners know uh, they do understand. There's obviously a residual in place. You know, they think about every time someone swipes a card, you want to make money while you're sleeping. That old adage, you can look at it that way. I try to take it a step further 
and really paint the picture for them. Make sure they understand cost. Make sure they understand what that account might yield, right? If an agent's going to write a deal that's going to yield 10 bucks a month, and this is a merchant that's going to call, you know, four or five times a day, um, you know, and for an account that's not that profitable, barely over cost, sometimes you got to cut your losses, you know? And so I'll tell an agent straight up, look, I want to make sure we can write business, but it's got to make business sense. And that, you know, time is money. It is. So you got to make sure that if you're going to be spending time on someone that's very high maintenance, that it's going to obviously bode well for you uh, when it comes to, to what these accounts yield. Exactly. And, and, you know, we recruit the, the agents and uh, you're having a great conversation with them. You're, you're building a good relationship with the, uh, with the new agent. And, and then they're off on their way. They're out there talking to the local merchants, talking to the local businesses, and, uh, and they're uh, trying to do what's most important, get that account, right? So they're having a great conversation with a prospective client. How, how would they go about starting, initiating a conversation uh, with that merchant for the eventual goal to, you know, getting that deal all buttoned up, all wrapped up, and closing the deal? Uh, how would you, how would you uh, suggest that? Right. So you know, the way this could be taken, though, is like if you're, if it's the first initial contact, how do you close the deal? Well, I, I don't want to go ahead and start from point A and then, you know, get to point Z with, you know, without talking about what's in the middle. So if it's, you know, I guess two part, if you're, if you're making the introduction, the introduction is going great. Merchant processing has already been introduced. Uh, the merchant's being receptive to what it is that, uh, that you might be able to offer. Well, if they don't know what we're going to offer them. We, we clearly, we need to be able to go ahead and crunch some numbers, right? So a big step towards getting to the point of close is statement analysis. We analyze the statement. We can get that bad boy knocked out five, 10, 15 minutes if the merchant's got some time right there. Why waste it, right? If you have that window open, right? And then let's say at that point, the merchant is very responsive. Well, assuming the close, right? You can tell a lot about, you know, the merchant by their body language. Um, I am not the person that's really, really high pressure, you know, and just, okay, let's get this done. But I am obviously working towards the close. And so what I tell my sales partners, you, you got to read the room. Right. If this merchant's super, super busy, you just came back at them with an awesome quote that you know they're you know excited about, you might want to give them a day to mull it over, right? Or set, you know, make sure you set an appointment, you know, to follow up with them the next day so we can really talk about it. Because if we've got great sins, we're able to do some big reductions and really customize a plan that's form-fitting for them, this is not a conversation that just should be in passing. This should be let's get dialed in. So maybe if that yeah, if you're noticing that. You know, the response was good, but they got busy. They got other things going on. Respect their time, but make sure they respect yours by putting them on schedule the next day, even if you don't have much going on. Um, then on the other side of that is, let's say that, you know, you, you know, after you broke those walls down, uh, you know, the merchant has been very responsive. Um, yeah, I mean, it's simple of, okay, so let, let's see if we're doing a DocuSign application. All right, so let me go ahead and start the process by getting some basic info from you here. You're gonna know right then and there where you stand, right? So merchants already, you know, you feel like they've agreed to it. Start writing them up. Right? If you're writing a handwritten uh, paper app, you know, you start collecting their information there. Going on down the line, you let them know. It'll just maybe take about ten minutes to get some basic info for you here. Then I'll go ahead and get this over to underwriting. And that merchant goes, "Hey, wait, 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 wait! I didn't agree to go ahead and move forward here." Well, let's assess what it is that we need to do. If you need some time, great. Talk it over with your husband, your wife, your business partner. Totally understand that. But generally speaking, uh, especially when you start getting a few of these underneath you, 
yeah, you know, when the business comes your way by way of referral, it's almost game, set, match. You get that analysis done there, you took care of one of the merchant buddies. Hey, it's all fun and games. Let's get this done. So I guess I add to this, read the room, right? You're looking for the clothes. Don't be super overbearing or pushy. And if that merchant has questions, let's get those assessed, right? And one of the things I always tell, tell my sales partners, how to ask for the deal or how to you know, make them say no to you. If someone's been stringing you along for weeks and weeks on end and their first initial reaction was great after that quote, well, you'll try to find a way to get in front of them face to face and tell you no, right? Make, teach them how to say no to you. Maybe they don't want to hurt your feelings. You know, maybe they got other things going on. Uh, they're too busy. But hey, look, what, what is it going to take for me to earn your business? How can I earn your business today? It puts them in a position to give you more than just a yes or no answer. And most importantly, it lets them know that their business is valued. It's valued enough to want to be earned, right? And merchants love to feel buttered up, uh, to be put on a pedestal. These people take so much pride into their business and what they do. So if you let them know that their business is worth earning, so, you know, kind of subliminal, uh, they're gonna, you know, they're, they're gonna be a lot more warm, uh, you know, towards you as opposed to someone that's just going right in there for the kill. Now, now, now you, you mentioned earlier, Dan, and, and I'm gonna put my new guy hat on here. Right. Uh, you mentioned merchant statements. So somebody that's brand new, what is a merchant statement? Great question. Um, so to put this in layman's terms, when you think about your, your cell phone bill, think about your cable bill, you know, you're getting an invoice month over month, just breaking down what activity transpired on that respective account, right? So for us, you know, this is, there's no sensitive info. There's no credit card numbers. That stuff's all truncated. For us, you know, I don't even care about seeing the name of the business or the merchant ID number. I want to be able to see, you know, what's going on. This is a way for us to take a look under the hood to diagnose any problems, Right? You can't go to the doctor and say, well, my heart's been doing this. Well, they got to, you know, they'll, they'll EKG in. You got to go through the go through the process with us. This is a way for us to make sure that we can put something in front of them in real time, reverse engineer their current breakdown. And yeah, I'll tell you right now, too, if, if you, you know, if you're new to this, your ability to get your hands on a statement, I mean, that's going to equate to you probably having about a 95% chance of closing a deal versus zero when you're just talking about what you might be able to do, show them with action. So yes, this statement is very vital to your success, especially in the beginning. Um, if you can get your hands on one, get it to your director as soon as humanly possible, right? Let's go ahead and try to try to get this thing quoted. Even if it's not to close it up right there, a day of getting that statement analyzed, getting it presented right then and there is saving you, you know, two other points of, uh, of, of coming back and having to plead your case, right? We've already presented it. Next time you're coming back in there is to close that deal up, not to present it. So you're helping with time management. It's efficient. And this is a way for us to show them in real time. Here's what we can do. So the, the statement analysis will, will break down what they currently pay to their bank or processing company. And our column will show, you know, the low rates and low fees and all that. Yeah. So, so the numbers don't lie, right? They don't lie. It's, it's staring them right in the face, right? Exactly. Exactly. And, and to add to what I mentioned earlier, especially for the merchants, right? If, if, if they're skeptical, because many of them are, many of them had bad situations that have happened, right a month to month, right? Make sure that merchant sees that we're betting on ourselves. Keep that quote. And if you don't see what we go ahead and put out there, now we got some issues. We want to make sure we're, we're writing these, these, these merchants up the right way the first time and take care of them from, uh, from start to finish. So for those that are brand new to the industry, they have just gave you uh, 
a gold mine of free knowledge on how to close sales effectively. Dan, this has been just so awesome. And, and hopefully this has energized those that are new to the industry to go out there and talk to the merchants and get, get some business all buttoned up here. But Dan, thanks for participating in this episode of our Flashbang podcast. You always come out with some great, solid uh, responses here and, and great knowledge that, that energizes those that are listening and we appreciate it, yeah. Hey, for thank sure. So here anytime. Always glad to help. Uh, this is this good stuff, Johnny. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for listening to the Flashman Podcast. I'm John Ariza, your host, and uh, also want to thank Chris Wilkin, who uh, was on the earlier part of the Flashman Podcast. And thanks for joining us today. And uh, our next episode will be episode seven of the Flashbang Podcast. We hope to see you again soon. Thanks a lot. Don't forget to subscribe to the Flashbank podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or SoundCloud so you never miss a new episode. To learn more about opportunities at Flashbank, visit flashbank.com.